Hello. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 6 of True Blood, I Wish I Was the Moon. Okay, we've only just returned from our vacation to Wales. Lovely Wales. Yeah, um, if you've never been to Wales, we like to think of it as Lord of the Rings territory. Yeah, or Game of Thrones if you're that way inclined. Lots of castles there. Lots of castles, lots of... Beautiful scenery. I nearly bought a sword. Yes, it was, it was an <laughs> antique sword. It was it's too much money. Too much dollar. <laughs> but so. yeah, so, so apologies if this podcast is a bit short or poorly researched because we've only just got back, so we didn't have time to properly read all the websites and check out what the fans are saying about this episode. So, um, yeah, so, but hopefully, hopefully we're. Hopefully we'll be up to scratch. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've got any queries, you can always, always contact us on Facebook or Twitter or email. Guysfangs at hotmail.co.uk. That's the one. Okay, let's crack on with the episode recap. Okay, Eric and Suki are on the verge of getting it on. And they are getting it on. Uh, when Bill bursts through the door with spectacularly bad timing. Um, a fight in- ensues between the vampires, which Eric definitely would have won. Yep, he's got the age advantage and the height advantage and the arm length advantage. He'd have won. Uh, basically, Suki, Suki stops him just as he, he's about to stake Bill. Uh, when Bill explains that Bill is the king, <laughs> Eric is horrified as, as he's committed treason by disrespecting him, so he apologises much to Bill's bemusement. King Bill's guards escort Eric to his cell in Bill's bunker jail. Uh, Bill is angry, of course, that Suki lied for him. Uh, lied to him, uh, but she rightly points out that it's hypocritical of him, uh, being as he's lied to her many times in the past. Uh, she accuses him of imprisoning Eric out of jealousy, which I, th- I think <laughs> I think she's right. Maybe I don't know. I think he's got other motivations. It's kind of ambiguous. Uh, yeah, while well, he was off uh, shagging a load of pain baggers, uh, but he tells her that he has concerns other than what goes on between her legs. Yeah, hmm. vampire business, obviously. Suki tells Bill that if he ever loved her. He'll let Eric go. But Bill tells Suki to keep her nose out of vampire business, which is probably good advice, seeing as uh, it's got her into a lot of shit in the past, and uh, he threatens to have her arrested for trespassing. So what's, what's, what's King Bill's motivation here, then? Jealousy? Possibly protecting Suki from danger. His duties as king? It's loyalty to the American Vampire League as well. Yeah, he, wants, he probably nah. wants to please Nan Flanagan. He just wants Suki. <laughs> if it was anybody else, would he be imprisoning them, or is it just the fact that it's Eric? He probably wouldn't mind if, he sh- if she shagged Sam or someone, I don't think. I don't think he'd be putting Sam in the bunker. It's because it's Eric, isn't it's it? It's because it's Eric. <laughs> so downstairs, Eric finds himself in the same cell as Pam, who is actually starting to look like Michael Jackson on acid. Nice prosthetics, Pam, nice yes. prosthetics. Uh, she gives him a pep talk on how he's a badass vampire, a vi- Viking god, and Bill's a little dork. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Eric, um, uh, he refuses to disrespect his king, so obviously he's still remembering the the vampire laws. And he tells Pam he doesn't want to go back to being the old awesome douchebag Eric, and he wants to stay as the all-new emo Eric. So, yeah, so he remembers the the vampire rules about that he should be respectful towards his king and that it's treason otherwise. Is he just thinking of the Viking rules? Yeah, yeah, if that's his last memories... Uh, otherwise, but then he did remember the bleeds, didn't he? So obviously, he's, oh, he has retained his knowledge of, of, of the rules of being a vampire. What did he say to to Bill as he bowed down? What did, did he call him? My my liege, my liege. Yes, I like that. <laughs> uh, Bill watches this exchange on his CCTV. We we assume. I don't think it's 
explicitly shown, but I assume that he watched it on, on the CCTV. Yeah. And then he video calls Nan Flanagan and reports his capture of both Eric and Marnie. He lies that Eric is highly dangerous and needs to be executed. <laughs> despite despite the opposite being very evident. Uh, and Nan, say, Nan says that she'll get the move approved. Um, it's, it's way out of line, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but at the same time, I can understand why he'd want Eric dead, considering it was Eric that summoned Lorena to hold Bill hostage in season two, yeah. when any, any forced Sookie to drink his blood then. And he revealed to Sookie that Bill lied to her. Yeah, so he's responsible for them breaking up. Uh, also, Eric failed to save Sookie at Russell's mansion. But that's old Eric, though, isn't it? That's not new emo Eric. Yeah, but <laughs> Billy's yet to experience the full emo <laughs> Eric. Ex- <laughs> the full emo Eric. First hand, isn't he? he? He does later on, doesn't yeah, he? Yes, yes, yes. Also, I, th- I think Bill's been Eric's subordinate for many years, we assume, so it's possible that Eric's been a bit of a cocked Bill over all these years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the underdog finally gets the power. Okay, so meanwhile, Arlene and Terry wait to find the house in flames. Uh, they quickly grab the kids and run, but, but they can't find baby Mikey. Where's baby Mikey gone? He's too small to get out of his cot, surely he's what, six months old? But luckily, baby Mikey and his creepy doll are already outside on the lawn, watching the place burn. Ah, <laughs> so yeah. So who has the baby got out? Did the the doll carry the baby, oh. or, or did the, the or did the ghost in the nineteen thirties dress that we saw carry the baby? How does that work? Mm. If it doesn't have a physical presence, the ghost. If it's just a spirit entity, how could it? Because the baby was in a crib, wasn't it? In a cot. Yeah. So there's no way the baby can climb out of the cot. No, not at that age. You could kind of entice a baby to come to you if you if you like in ET when he when he puts the M and M's on the ground for ET to follow. And the ghost would still have to get the baby out of the cot. How's that's, that? That's yeah. That's the point. That's where Chucky doll comes. Poltergeist in. action, maybe. Mm. Uh, yes, and Arlene's unable to see this uh, ghost of a, of a young lady. <laughs> that, the the ba- baby Mike has got a great smile. Oh. He's a, a cute little bubba. Good baby. Um, so is the ghost of this woman haunting the doll? Do, you, do we think? Is, does the ghost come as part of the package with the doll? I think so. I think so. But she, she looked like a nice lady. She looks quite happy. So did she write on the wall? Not yeah. your baby. <laughs> So Maybe you're saying there's nothing weird about the baby then? I don't think there is. I think it's purely the, the doll. Unless Ghost Renee is getting involved with the ghost lady as well. I don't know. And also we're thinking that the exorcism was was a load of bullshit. Yeah, if they paid for that exorcism, then they did not get their money's worth. I hope they got That a, was a failure. I hope they kept their receipt and they can get their money back. Yeah, bad, bad exorcism. Okay, so the next morning, the clear-up operation begins. Uh, Andy's on hand to be a douchebag to Sam for absolutely no reason yet again. Uh, so Sam threatens to turn into a Doberman and bite his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we see Andy showing off his V-induced <laughs> superhuman strength uh, when he helps Holly move her smoke-damaged furniture. I actually, I, I pissed that myself was, laughing. Yeah, that's hilarious. He picked, <laughs> picked the armchair up. Even yeah. he looked surprised, though, didn't he? There's a, there's a look on his face where he thought, whoa. Whoa, superhuman. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to see some of the other side effects of V other than him just kind of getting angsty and wanting another hit. And, and where is Sheriff Dearborn? That's what Where is Bud Dearborn? <laughs> where is he? Where is Blade Runner Man? Ex-Sheriff. Um, oh yeah, and Andy actually managed to persuade Holly to come on a date with him. Yes. She likes his muscly arms. 
So is this what Andy needs to inspire him to get clean? Is this? I hope so. I hope some, this is, yeah. I, I think some lady, lady loving. Yeah, the the addiction storyline's going on, kind of dragging on a bit, isn't it? We need we need Andy to make some sort of effort to 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 change. So is is Holly the is Holly the one for Andy? Is this how it ha- is this what happens in the books? No, in the in the books, Hoyt marries Holly. What? Yes, Hoyt. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Holly's kind of younger. Maybe thinking about it. Oh, poor Andy. Yeah, no, but Andy gets married to a school teacher, so they're both cool. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, there's no Jessica in the books for Hoyt to get with. Okay, uh, so Naomi finds Tara at Lafayette's, and Tara finally comes clean about her past. Naomi is angry at first, but then passionately kisses Tara. One for the guys. <laughs> Things are going great for Tara, which which pretty much means everything will be fucked up next episode. Yeah, we, we'll assume that, yeah. We, we kind of knew that the, the Naomi angry was going to turn into... Yeah, it was obvious. Naomi and Tara. <laughs> yeah, it was obvious yeah. that that was the direction it was going in. That's Gratuitous good. lady love. <laughs> uh, Sam, meanwhile, tells Tommy that he has to take care of the bar for the day uh, as he has to deal with the burning down of Terry and Arlene's house, which he owns. And Tommy is blown away when he unexpectedly shifts into Sam. Yeah, we, I mean, we which, saw it coming that he'd be yeah, a skimwalker, skim but I thought, I thought he'd turn into his mum. Yeah, that was I'm, quite I was crazy. surprised when it was Sam. I, I like the way you could see it wasn't normal Sam. Just I know, the, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, great performance from Sam Travell, because, yeah, he was moving and talking like um, like the guy that plays Tommy, well, I, Marshall Oldham. I can't feel like Bill and Ted, to be, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, then, uh, so Tommy decides to take advantage of his new sexy Sam body, and he uses it to wreak havoc. So, so tell me then, why doesn't he shift into his mum? Why, I don't why, know because Luna said that she just shifted into her mum after it so happened. So can he shift into anyone, or is it anyone that he's related to, or just he can just, just shift into shifters, anything? Or, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's not been made clear. I suppose that we shall learn as the show goes on. Because Luna only mentioned turning into her mum. She didn't mention turning into anyone else. Okay, so first up on the agenda for Tommy Sam yeah. is um, he fires Suki. Yeah, for blowing out work yet again. And he, and he tells her that he, he, he doesn't see what's so special about her. Um, I think at least he wants to bone her. This is Tommy we're talking about. I mean, doesn't doesn't he sense it, though? Doesn't he the sense that Suki's part fairy? Yeah. Because the other supernatural beings do seem to recognise this on some subconscious level. Like, all of them are drawn to her in some way, and yet Tommy isn't. But but yeah, but next up, Tommy Sam is is hurt uh, when when Maxine insults him. Does she say he's dead to her or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah, Tommy's a douche, but there are times where I do feel sympathetic towards him. I mean, what's it been? A couple of days that he hasn't contacted her? Yeah, or? I know. Come on, he's a young guy. Yeah, come on, he could be off getting laid somewhere. And Mind maybe, your own business, Maxine. Maybe he will. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So he uses Sam's manly beardy charms to chat up some girls. <laughs> Uh, and then he shags an unsuspecting Luna. That was a, that was a nice surprise for Luna to knock on the door and come in and and just whip him out like yeah. that. Yeah, that was good. Because <laughs> you could see him trying to resist. He was there was part of him that was trying to behave himself and think, no, no, I'll stay well away. And then she got her baps out. And he was like, oh, oh go on, <laughs> might as well. And so yeah, Luna's surprised that Sam apparently fucks like a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't see that coming. And then Tommy Sam acts like an arsehole and kicks her out. Uh, thus wrecking her relationship with Sam. So how's Sam going to explain this one? Mm. Well, I mean, she, she's she, going to be most understanding out of anyone. Yeah, she's going to be mighty pissed off with Tommy Sam. But then Sam's going to have to explain, oh, by the way, my brother killed our parents and then we 
through the bodies to the alligators. Yes. Maybe he'll leave that part out. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, so Tommy shifts back into his true form. It seems he doesn't really have any control over this, does it, at first. And but, then he's violently sick. And, and Sam later discovers him passed out on the floor. Um, so does change into another supernatural form have side effects? Or, or was it something to do with the full moon and he... And oh, changed back yeah. in time and gone for his run or I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't see I thought the shapeshifters I mean the werewolves had to change. I don't know if the shapeshifters I thought the shapeshifters had to change at full moon as well, but Sam and Tommy didn't change into their animal form at that point, did they? So tell me, I mean Sam in recent weeks he's been quite a chilled out laid back enjoying life type of Sam. <laughs> yeah. So is it is it gonna be chilled back, enjoying life? When, when he, he finds, finds out, this out that Tommy has turned into him and boned his girlfriend. No, mm. I think he's going to shoot him again. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's going to spend <laughs> another six months in a plaster cast, I think, yes. Okay, meanwhile, Jesus's grandpa, Don, um, serves some tasty-looking goat tongues for breakfast. Yeah, Chef Lafayette does mm. not approve. That's, that's making me hungry thinking about <laughs> them. Mm. They did not look appetising. Uh, then he tells the boys that they have to bring him a sacrifice so he can work his magic. Um, he implies that it's Lafayette and Jesus that need protection from Marnie as well as the vampires. So does he? It kind of seems like he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah, he's has a, he got some sort of foresight, some sort of ability? I to, think so. Yeah, he's the man to help us out with this witchy problem. Um, Lafayette, he doesn't seem all into this witchy nonsense, but um, but outside, Jesus manages to catch a ra- rattlesnake with his bare hands. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice move. Some, some good catching. Some good snake catching. And Grandpa sacrificed the beast. After. <laughs> After making it bite Jesus's face. Yes, that's <laughs> bloody nice of your grandpa. So Thank I didn't you. see what the purpose of this was. Is this some sort of? Is this to protect the pair of them from the witches? Is this part of the ritual? Yeah. I didn't really kind uh-huh. of grasp why Jesus had to be bitten in the face. He burnt the snake anyway, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gran- uh, so grandpa and his pregnant young lover, uh, they leave uh, Jesus and, and Lafayette alone. And then Lafayette becomes possessed by the ghost of a man named Tio, Tio Luca, was it? Yes, yes. Uh, who casts a spell which cures Jesus of the rattlesnake poison. And then Lafayette uh, reverts back to his normal self. And says, who is this? <laughs> who is this Tio Luca? Yeah. <laughs> so was he aware of what was happening? Yeah, he must have been. If so he, it wasn't, if he said, who is this Tio Luca? So he wasn't like Marnie when she couldn't remember anything after mm-hmm. she was possessed? No, I think it was, yeah, he was aware. He was he probably wasn't in control of what he wasn't yeah, he wasn't speaking Spanish. No. But, uh, so who's this Tio Luca guy? Is he like um some old buddy of uh, Grandpa Don's? I imagine they like to ride motorcycles together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so meanwhile, um Suki keeps getting Jason's awesome voicemail message. Yeah, dial nine one one and ask for me. <laughs> Uh, so she heads over to his place to find he's chained himself to the bed in order to stop himself killing anyone if he turns into a werepanther. That's kind of the wrong assumption, isn't it? Because all the other uh, creatures and shifters, they don't yeah. just go apeshit and it's, start killing people it's like, not like the, the old, man. Yeah, it's not the old school werewolf or <laughs> no. werepanthers, is it? So I think he's, he'll still be Jason if he did turn. He'd still have self-control. But, but this is Jason we're talking about. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't gr- grip the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Suki at first assumes that it's a sex thing, which were, was, is a fair assumption to make. And and then she points out that the handcuffs wouldn't help if he had paws. Yeah, I thought that last season when <laughs> when um, when Crystal tied Felton up and she said, we'll tie him up really tight. And I thought, yeah, but it doesn't matter how tight you tie him, he's going to turn into a panther. Mm. It's not going to make any difference. 
but Sookie's unfazed by the news that there are Werepanthers, uh, in addition to all the other supernatural creatures she's been hanging with. Yeah, this is kind of Sookie growing up and saying, oh, Werepanthers, oh, right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, she's just totally nonchalant about the whole thing. <laughs> she's, she's had worse. Yeah. Nothing, no, no biggie, no big deal. So it's full moon, um, so Sookie guards Jason with a shotgun. Um, after he runs off, Sookie chases after him, oblivious to all the potential dangers in the woods around Bon Toms, in a full moon. Yes, Sookie always running headlong into danger. <laughs> or not in this case. But um, then she bumps into Alcide and Debbie. It turns out the creepy pack leader talked Debbie into dragging Alcide to the pack meeting. What goes on at these meetings? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at the, in the last pack meetings, last season, there was... Just a lot of V drinking and, and oh, yeah, lots but, of shagging. But, but the the pack leader, this pack leader, he said that they don't they frown upon that sort of behaviour. Oh, I don't. So what are they, do they have a rabbit killing competition or something? I'm curious. I don't know. Do they sniff each other's asses. What goes on? Kind of seem weird to me that Debbie seems sort of pissed off that Alcide's getting like talking to Sookie, but but at the same time she's dragging him to. A, a, yeah, he's going, uh, like, yeah. A, a sort of a big orgy party, if it's, Is it, if it's anything like last season. Werewolf humping. Yeah, werewolf humping. Yeah, Sookie... Um, Dogging. <laughs> Dogging. <laughs> does the wise thing and uh, asks them questions. Ask them if a person uh, can become a werewolf, a werewolf or a were-creature uh, just by being bitten. Uh, but they're adamant that it can only be inherited. We like we like Detective Sookie, don't we? Yeah, I like that she was just oh, asking questions and we were getting some solid answers. Rather so, than people being ambiguous. So could the panther rules be different to the were, werewolf rules? That's, I suppose that's possible, yeah. Uh, but they had all their big sky daddy, sky mama. No, sky people. What was it called? Ghost daddy. Ghost daddy and ghost, ghost mama daddy, are the sky mama, people. The sky people. Yeah, they had all this backstory that the werewolves have not mentioned. I really hope... I mean, the, the panther thing for me is kind of a, a side story. But I really hope the sky people show up. Yeah, that, <laughs> I want cool. the sky people flashback, yeah. Uh, and also, this is different to... Yeah, you can get bitten werewolves in the books, but like we mentioned before, they're like the wolfman werewolves. Yeah. Big, kind of, muscly man, hairy bodies with wolf heads, as opposed to actually being wolves. So we might not possibly see Panther so Man. We're not going to see Panther Man. Oh. oh. Uh, Tara takes Naomi to Malotte's, Bon Tomp's premier night spot. <laughs> and uh, Tara looks uneasy when Vampire Jessica is their waitress. Obviously, she's still got a bit of a, a vampire fear going on, has Tara. Uh, it turns out that Tommy gave her a promotion when he was Tommy Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jessica suddenly bears her fangs and rushes out of the bar, leaving Tara to explain to Tony that Bon Tomp is a messed up town. Yeah. This sort of thing goes on all the time with Bon Tomp. Uh, it turns out the reason for Jessica's abrupt exit uh, was that she could sense Jason's fear due to their blood bond. Useful, as she points out. He tells her he doesn't need saving from anything, but she realises he's having a panic attack and calms him down using a epic cleavage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was great when Jason just started staring at her tits. That could calm down an army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She sits and waits with him to see if he turns, and the pair of them bond. Ah. Jessica confides that although there are negative things about being a vampire, like not being able to go out in the sun and being hungry all the time to bite people and all that kind of thing. Ultimately, it's pretty awesome to be a sexy, immortal superhero and she wouldn't want to go back to her old life. Right, yes or no? Would you do it? Would you Would you become a vampire? If I was in Jessica's position, then yeah, because she just kind of lived some shitty life with her ultra-religious parents that were beating her up. And, <laughs> and now she's a superhero. And now she's, yeah, like she said, her, world's, her world is endless now. I think I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. 
If there's any vampires listening, uh, we'd, we'd like to volunteer for <laughs> recruitment. <laughs> but um, in an unexpected twist, Jason does not turn into a panther. What? This hmm. completely conflicts with the books. Eh? <laughs> or is it just a delayed thing? Is it going to be next month or something? I'm hoping so, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised. Otherwise, what is the point that, of yeah. that whole story? Well, I suppose there's probably a load of pregnant ladies, and they won't be pregnant with werepanther babies, it'll just, they'll just be pregnant with Jason's human offspring. Yeah, that's, so, there's going to be a lot of babies. Jason's still going to have a big child support bill to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're thinking that Jessica and, and Jason's friendship, is it going to develop into something more? I think they, they look good together. They look really hot together. Do they make a better couple than... Jessica and Hoyt? I think so, because, yeah, there's things that Hoyt wants. He probably... Hoyt's quite a conventional guy, really, isn't he? Yeah, he likes a simple life. Yeah, which he can't really have with Jessica. But I can imagine with Jason, if Jessica said, right, we can we can, we can go out together, but I'm going to need to bite other people, I think Jason would go, yeah, OK. <laughs> I think he'd be cool with it. We shall see. Well, yeah, we'll see how that develops. OK, meanwhile, in Bill's basement, uh, Marnie starts cutting herself... And offers Antonia's spirit her body as a vessel. <gasps> Bad move. Uh, she also has another vision of Antonia's life and sees her being bitten and raped by vampire priest Lewis and his, as his maker looks on. Hmm. Uh, which makes us lose any sympathy that we might have had yes. for Lewis. Yes. And kind of makes us think, yeah, come on. Yeah. Do Make the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Do the cunt. <laughs> uh, and also gives us a greater understanding of Antonia's hatred towards vampires. Uh, then, then Marnie sees how Antonia's spell, as she was being burned at the stake, resulted in the vampires all being compelled to daywalk and burst into flames, including Lewis's maker. Which was awesome to see, wasn't it? We don't get that many. That was awesome. When was the last time? Obviously, we get a lot of um, um, staking deaths where they all kind of had this blood and gutsy explosion going on, and we've had some beheadings. But have we seen a proper flame death? Godric. Yet? Godric, yeah, but that was different because he was so old that he just kind of dissolved into powder oh, like a Buffy true. vampire. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't kind of epic flames and stuff. Flame death, no. Uh, we see Bill burn we a saw, lot, didn't we? And we saw Bill... Suki had a dream in season one about Bill setting on fire, didn't she? Yes. And she dreamt that he was in her kitchen making her breakfast and then he set on fire. Uh, after this, uh, Marnie sees Antonia's ghost in her cell and then Antonia possesses her, taking complete control of her body. So, is she permanently going to be Antonia now, or is there going to be a way to expel her spirit? Or is she going to, like, alternate between the two, do you think? How's it going to go? Antonia's going to control the body, but maybe, what, let Marnie in occasionally? Occasionally, yeah, maybe. Otherwise, she's just got to speak in a Spanish accent from now on. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) And also, is Marnie kind of in there, looking out now? That's, yeah, I was thinking Like Lafayette was earlier? mm, Or is she just going to... If Antonia's spirit is expelled from her body, is she then just going to not remember anything from this period? Like every time that she's... Like all the other times? Yeah. When she's been it's, under it's her control. Be, it's got to be a bit of a head trip to suddenly have to share your body with, with something else. That's, yeah. That's too weird. Yeah. Uh, Lewis watches this from the CCTV and goes down to confront the witch in her new form. So did the ghost of Antonia show up on the CCTV? Or did it just look like Marnie was kind of writhing around and stuff? That's a, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, he promises uh, vengeance for the death of his maker, but Antonia is able to take complete control over Lewis with just a few words and a devil's horn's hand gesture. Did you like that? Did you like the yes. horn? Yeah. Uh, if in case you're interested, the devil horn's gesture, it's like a Sicilian Catholic cultural thing, meaning Satan, 
and it was popularised when Black Sabbath singer Ronnie James Dio used to do it at concerts, which is why it is now associated with heavy, heavy metal music. So rest in peace, Ronnie James Dio. Rest in peace, Dio. We have you to thank, you crazy motherfucker. Yes. yes. <laughs> Obviously, it can be used to control vampires as well. That's useful knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy the devil horn. <laughs> uh, so what's Marnie's next move now she has control of Lewis? Send him out to wreak havoc? Yes. Use him to go and kill other vampires? I don't know. Make him walk in the sun? He's going to be like her inside agent. It's like... I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like he's been glamoured. Kind of a role reversal thing. And do, do we think that Fiona Shaw, that was a nice accent? Yeah, that was great. Great Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And obviously the, the southern accent's not hers. She's Irish. Okay, so Bill is about to stake Eric on his front lawn. Uh, when Eric tells him that he realises that the old Eric was evil and so accepts his true death. Wow, Billy's pretty shocked by this. And you, could, you could see the shock in Bill's Billy's face. Billy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, this guy's not bluffing. This guy's truly not bluffing. <laughs> Maybe, you, did he think that then? Did, was Bill thinking that Eric was yes. bluffing? and he would have come clean, but, yeah. but to say what he said. Yeah, and especially when he went on to express the exact same feelings for Suki that Bill himself feels... And how he's been reborn. And and also begs forgiveness for Pam. Yeah, and he's totally unselfish about it. And also Eric tells Bill that Suki still cares for him and they should try and make things work. Um, I think Bill sufficiently moved to let Eric and Pam go. Is Bill... Is he... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, obviously it touches, it touches Bill's heart. And uh, yeah, he lets them go. So Eric is no longer a danger uh, to Suki then? Yeah, I assume well. that he wouldn't just have let him run off if he thought that... He was going to hurt Suki. So what's Nan Flanagan going to do when she finds out that Bill went against oh, her and yeah. lied to her again? <laughs> so he lied to her twice now? He lied to her about Suki when he got yeah. uh, his coronation. And Same as, yeah. Mm-hmm. He lied and said that Eric was uh, evil was evil, and mm. then said that he was going to execute him and then didn't. Oh. So uh, it could be bad shit for King Bill. Like, like Nan said, there are no retired kings out there. We watch Game of Thrones, so we know. Yeah, we know how this goes down. Okay, meanwhile, Pam goes to find Tara and Naomi and proceeds to attack Tara. Is Pam in any condition to attack someone? Won't her limbs just fall off? It's, it's only a flesh wound. It's, <laughs> no, it's... It's a bit precarious for Pam. It's, I think she's... It's not a good idea, is it, to start throwing your weight about when <laughs> your weight is just dropping off yeah. so quickly? I think, is that how it's going to go? Is she going to kind of throw herself at Tara and Tara's going to yank yes. her leg off or something? Oh. It's going to go wrong. <laughs> so if the, if the spell's broken, like, if the, the spell she's under, if it's broken, it's, will it just be a case that She'll, Pam yeah. will just re, re, sort of rejuvenate and start growing limbs but, or whatever she's lost? Or Yeah, in, yeah, in the books, when I think, in the books, Queen Sophie Anne gets her legs cut off and it takes ages for them to grow back. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're not going to see that happen now unless there's a flashback. Ah. <laughs> That's a shame. I was looking forward to her getting her legs cut off. Maybe we'll see that with Pam, though. Uh, Eric finds Suki in the woods and the pair make passionate love. As Bill stands alone on his porch and ponders his decision to let his mortal enemy free to shag the woman he loves. <laughs> yeah. Bill, that's, yeah. So is Eric going to remember this when the spell is reversed? He's going to be gutted if he doesn't, isn't he? If yes. he doesn't remember any of this and Suki says to him, by the way, we shagged many, many times, he's going to be devastated. <laughs> will, will, he, will he be gutted that he becomes such a kind of, not weak person, but... Oh, maybe. Will he be gutted with himself? Like, maybe, if they say, oh yeah, by the way, you're a total pussy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a total douchebag. <laughs> you boned me, but you've been a pussy for the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, 
And is he also, is he going to continue to love her once he gets his memories back? I think he kind of loved her anyway, didn't he? Or did he, he or did he just really want to hump her? Well, I think, yes. He cared about her. Yeah, he cared about her, but I, didn't, I don't know if I'd go as far to, as to say he loved her, whereas this Eric, I think, but does. But he, he did want her to be his, so he must have a feeling for her there. Or is that true mm, because it's the fairy blood? No, but I think vampires say that humans belong to them all the time. That is kind of yeah, a... Yeah, but... No, he was leaving her gifts and things. Yeah, no, he, he wanted bought to hump. a microwave. He wanted to hump her. <laughs> You're right. He wanted but to no, no, I think he loves her now. But I don't know if he'll he'll continue to love her once he gets his memories back. If he doesn't remember any of this period. So yeah. So okay. So um, the idea of having a full moon special did that work well? Is yeah, that, I liked that, it. Yeah, there was all the crazy shit going on down in Bon Tomp with all the supernatural characters. That that was the first, wasn't it? First full. This moon is the special. first full moon episode, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of hoped that the vampires would do something a bit more crazy at full moon, but I suppose a, an execution's good enough. <laughs> so, so the, the the wolf pack. Are we saying what are we saying there? Yes or no? Is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't know. I don't trust that douchey little guy. No. And I mean, he looked. But saying this, he looked slightly better looking in this episode. So I'm more believing that he's Luna's ex now. The first time we saw him, I thought, no way. <laughs> but this time, I thought, oh, maybe it's possible. He, yeah, she could go with him, maybe. Okay. Time for some music. Time for some music. You got jingle prepared, or are you uh, just gonna wing it? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wing it. Go on then. Music. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I didn't wing it well. <laughs> no, that's Apolo- nice. Apologise. <laughs> I'm gonna do a keyboard solo next week. Okay, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, first up, we have El Sun Que Faltaba, who's a Mexican folk act. And their song, Les Olas Del Mar, uh, when Grandpa Don asks for a sacrifice. Good accent there. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, next we have Lance Miller, a Nashville country singer. What I'd do. And that's when Tommy Farr's Suki. Uh, we have Brooks and Dunn, who are a 90s country duo, and their song, Brand New Man, when Tommy talks to Maxine. That was a cool song, I liked that one. Uh, next up, Hayes Carl, a Texan country singer. Um, a song called Hide Me, and this is whilst Alcide and Debbie argue about the pack. Uh, we had John Hatton, who's a cool-looking double bass playing rockabilly singer. He yeah, looks really yeah. awesome. Look up a photo of him. He looks badass. John Hatton. And uh, his song, The Soul of a Man Never Dies, uh, when Naomi and Tara are uh, talking in Malots. Um, next up, we have an alternative country duo from Chicago called The Spares. Um, and their song, KMA Mexico. Um, and this is when Pam attacks Tara. And last up, we have Nico Case, an American female singer-songwriter and her song I Wish I Was the Moon uh, when Suki and Eric are making love in the woods or humping humping in the woods and over the closing credits as well next up is our What the Fuck of the Week Tommy changing into Sam. <gasps> you saw that coming. Oh, that was... Oh, I wasn't expecting that, because we we thought he was going to change into his mum. I really, really did think he was going to send to his mum. That was a complete surprise. But changing into Sam, that's opened lots of different doors. That's... You know, what... What other japes could Tommy get into? What other japes? <laughs> <laughs> While he's pretending to be Sam, he could... Well, obviously he's done one of the best japes, and that is he shag kept... Sam's bird. Yeah, that's pretty much the ultimate. What can he do to top that? To top that? Oof. Uh, he could and Shatara again. 
Yeah. It's um, so, so a good plan. He could go to the bank and draw out lots of money. It, would he need Sam's signature for that, though? He could just go around court and have and not have any repercussions, couldn't he? He could go and beat Hoyt up. Yeah. But then he could just turn into a bear and do that. Hmm. If he really wanted to. So, yeah, so lots, lots of japes. If, if you've got any ideas of Tommy's japes, <laughs> please email them to us. Okay, next up is our line of the week. Line of the week is. I've been with you for over a hundred years. We've travelled the world together, killing and fucking and laughing. Yes. Once again, Pam gets the line of the week. Really, that that could have been the paragraph of the week. Yeah, we had to trim that line down. It was. It was ongoing, but it was awesome. Yeah. Pam, Pam gets the best lines. I think I liked it when she called Bill a dork. That made me laugh. <laughs> um, also, they've said that. Um, Pam's going to have a line in an upcoming episode that's just going to top everything she's ever said. Really? And it's going to be the best line in anything ever. Any predictions? <laughs> I don't know. But no, all the, all the cast have been saying this. Wow. That she's got a super awesome line coming up. So we know when we hear it, we will know that, I was, think so. that was the line. I think so. So that will be the line of the week, whatever week that is. Of course, yes. Okay, now time for some news. <laughs> Okay, so obviously during the um, gaps between filming the seasons, uh, the True Blood cast all go out and do other movies. So um, as it works out, we've got a whole bunch of films coming out uh, in the next month that all star in True Blood actors. That are all the films that they made last time between uh, between seasons two and three, I think. Between seasons th- two and three, would that be right? Yeah, well, about a year ago. Or between seasons three and four. Three and four. Yeah, before the, yeah before they started shooting this season, these are the movies that they made. Okay, so Stephen Moore's got a new psychological horror movie coming out called The Caller, uh, which also stars the ginger bird from Twilight, whose name I can't remember. If you've seen Twilight, she's like the bad vampire uh, with the long curly ginger hair, and uh, <laughs> and that's like a that's a movie about a woman that um, she moves into an apartment, and she starts getting creepy phone calls from a woman in the past, and it's got like I think I think Stephen Moore plays like a guy that knows about time travel and stuff so that should should be pretty cool and that comes out in America on August 26th and in the UK in September Uh, Stephen's got another movie out on September 23rd and this one's a thriller called The Double Uh, Stephen plays a sociopathic Russian assassin in prison Um, he's questioned by an ex-CIA agent Played by Richard Gere. Yeah, that's something. that one sounds good too. That sounds good. Both those films sound pretty cool. And also Alexander Skarsgård, um, he's remade the he's in the remake of the movie Straw Dogs, the 70s movie that you mm. may have seen. And that's going to be released on September the 16th in the US. Um, I do believe, I've seen Straw Dogs but a long time ago. And I think it's kind of about a couple who are trapped in their like remote cottage. And they're terrorised by a vicious gang who've like taken a dislike to them. But it's quite, I mean, it's quite an ultra-violent, shocking movie for the time. So I... I think if they're remaking it, they must be doing it with the intent to make it even more violent. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Okay, Ryan Quantum's new movie is Griff the Invisible. Um, and it is out on August the 19th. It's an Australian romantic comedy about a mild, mild-mannered mild office worker who becomes a superhero by night. Another film I fancy. Wow. Nice work, True Blood actors. And also, Anna, pa- Anna Paquin's movie Margaret is finally being released. 
And this was actually shot in 2005. Mm. And it spent six years in development hell uh, as the director and a whole series of different editors have struggled to get it down to two hours, um, which has resulted in lawsuit, uh, lawsuits from Fox Searchlight Productions who are funding the film. Uh, and, and in this movie, Anna plays a New York teenager who suffers from guilt after she causes a bus accident. Wow, so it's going to be a young Sookie. Yes, yeah, the still, yeah, the stills from her, she looks like a teenager. <laughs> okay, next up, Charlene Harris is working on a new series of graphic novels, which will be called Cemetery Girl. Uh, it focuses on a young woman who finds herself living in a cemetery with no memory of her past. Eric. <laughs> uh, Charlene will be collaborating on this project with Christopher Golden, who has worked on the Hellboy and Buffy comics. Oh, cool. Two so, comics that we like. Yeah, so that, that should be cool. That's interesting. Um, also, responding to rumours that he may quit True Blood, Alan Ball told Deadline.com that he has no intention of leaving, but he's only contracted as a showrunner for one more season. So that would be season five. Oh. So he may take a reduced role over that, but still be involved, but not to the same extent. And finally, National Geographic has confirmed... That is true. The alligators like marshmallows. Thank you. Thank yes. you for confirming that for us. <sighs> so we know what to feed them. Okay. Time no. for spoilers. Spoilers! Okay, episode seven is called Cold Grey Light of Dawn. And the synopsis for next week says, With Marnie empowered by spirits of the dead, Bill issues an unpopular order to save vampires from the light. Eric embraces his amnesia. Uh, Luna discovers Sam's not the man she thought he was. Lafayette expands his consciousness. Pam gets a body peel. <laughs> and his date with Holly doesn't go as planned. Oh dear. Oh. Uh, Jessica has doubts about her future with Hoyt. Elseed and Debbie join a new pack. Oh... And uh, also some general spoilers. Uh, there's already a casting call for season five. Wow. Okay, so uh, this is going to be a new series regular. And uh, it says they're going to start shooting in mid-November. And it says, age 19 to 30s, a dangerous female seductress must be smoking hot, nudity required. So any guesses <laughs> on what sort of character that's going to be? No, but I'm liking it. I had an idea that maybe, I mean, in the books there's a, a few scenarios where vampires have kind of power man marriages, which mm. we saw with Russell and Sophie Ann in the series also. So I wondered if Bill would have to marry oh. the Queen. If he's not coping with running Louisiana, would he have to marry the Queen of an another state? I like it. It's like it. a power sharing deal. Yeah, I like it. Okay, Natasha Alam, who play Yvette, has said that Yvette will definitely be back but not in season four. Ah, oh, it's interesting. So we might see a bit more of the pole dancing, the chiropractor, was she a chiropractor or the cardiologist? Yes. Yes. Pole dancing cardiologist Iveta. She'll be back next season. Okay, I have a few links for you. I'm going to put links to all the trailers for, for the new movies from the True Blood cast that are coming out. So the Caller, the Double, Margaret, Straw Dogs and Griff the Invisible trailers will yeah. be available on our site. Excellent. I'm going to go and watch them. And uh, we're going to do our next podcast in a couple of days, aren't we? Yeah, because we're playing catch-up. Yeah. So, uh, see you on Wednesday. So, yeah. Thanks for enjoying and what day is it? It's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you guys have got the new episode tonight. Yeah. You lucky things. <laughs> see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.